Yeah, I, I've had this conversation with a lot of my friends, too. Um, and now that my dog is sitting on my lap while licking his butthole, I think this is a great time to delve into this conversation. Um, but Please tell me you're not going to talk about butthole licking. I, I mean, I can. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't the segue I was going for. Um, I'm just saying, you know, we're talking about relationships, and I, I do have my son sitting on me. Um, oh, now I see the correlation. Yeah. Wait, does that make it sound like I indulge in bestiality? <laughs> Cut it. She's getting fired, y'all. <laughs> Anyways. Um, We've already been canceled. <laughs> speak for yourself. I was doing pretty good. <laughs> you got all the Texas coming after us now. They have guns. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, but scary. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Howdy, hey. Howdy, hey. Howdy. Okay. You're taking... Howdy, hey. See, the, the, you know what? Are you not already feeling weird because now we have cameras? No, okay. So people can see us being stupid. You want to start on this already? So <laughs> mom saw me, Fossil saw me a couple hours ago. We were on FaceTime. And I looked busted, mustard, crusted, dusted. Um, she did not. No makeup, hat on, ha- looked like I haven't slept in ages. And now I get on and she was like, oh, you look really pretty. No, but the thing is, is I'm, I'm literally rocking the Prince fucking Charming from Shrek. Like, <laughs> this is me currently, especially with these headphones. First of all, I feel like a DJ. And second of all, I look like that man, which isn't a bad thing. It's just not like me, you know? Does that make me donkey? No, that makes you Shane Dawson in 2012. Oh, my God. Okay, thanks for that. <laughs> I knew you were going to be really mad. You really do hate me. No, you I really love you. Okay. And that's why I said you know, it. Let's, let no, time. let's get out of the whole appearance thing He was now. an this icon in a, his this time. Is a, <laughs> okay. okay. Anyway. And, and are you saying he's too old now, too? No, he's canceled, actually. He's, he's yeah. oh oh yeah I don't I'm so old I don't even know who yeah, he is it's okay we can we can move on from that <laughs> sorry sorry anyways guys welcome back to Fossil and the Spawn season two episode one pretty exciting shit and do you know why we're back there's a reason we're back yes there is there's a big reason we're back and his name is Owen Conte Yes, yes. If it wasn't for that man, we probably would not be here. Exactly. So if you guys don't know, Owen is one of my best college friends from back when I was in undergrad. Um, And he did visual media arts um, where he specialized in everything audio. Um, And so he is really into the podcasting space. And we reconnected a couple months ago. And he brought up the fact that he used to listen to the podcast. And he kind of was like, what the fuck happened to that? He said it a lot nicer, but like that's how I interpreted it. And um, so then he said, why don't we start that back up? And obviously Fossil and I were like, someone who actually cares and listens, let's do it. So love you, Owen. Thank you, Owen, for all of your help. And that is why we are back. The true miracle of the story is when I was sitting here 
looking through items and I got an email about renewing a software to record from two different locations. And I wanted to ask Emily, but she was already feeling pressure of all the changes. And I wanted to ask, but I didn't. And then she, in that moment, sends me a text saying, oh my God, look what I just got. And it was from Owen saying, what happened to the podcast? To me, that was an utmost sign. I mean, that was a sign. I was like, does this mean we're getting the group back together? And then, and then Owen says, I want to help you guys. That, that was just, to me, that was an absolute miracle. It was a universal sign from Look what time it is. Universe. Four, four, it's four, four, four babies. Four. That's well, there it's five, four, four okay, here, but that's mind your business. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> More signs from, from the universe. There's a little winky, a little, little winky. A from winky. The I don't know. Winky. Oh, okay. That's not what I think of when I think of winky, but all right. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. <laughs> is, is this one of those age things? <laughs> no, I, I think it's a me thing to be honest. You're a winky? I hope not. I hope not. Okay, I don't think anybody wants to hear about winkies yeah. anymore. I think they want to hear want to know what the hell happened. Where did we go? Where where have you been, Emily? Why? No, I'm going to tell you guys. I'm blaming it on her. Where's she been? Where you been? Oh, girl, go. Me? This old thing? You know, just around doing things and stuff. No? Okay. Um, so you guys remember how last season uh, we would refer to me as MLA, right? She was a star. She was a media mogul. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, this is why I called her MNATO. She got home and I literally called her MNATO. I wasn't. She got in the house and it was. I was not a star and I was not a media mm -hmm. mogul. Um, I was just saying that for um, effect. Anyways. But was living in L.A., um, graduated college, had the time of my life during that period, um, came home, was interviewing. So I started an interview process in, like, late November. I graduated a semester early in December, came back to Connecticut to see my mother, my mom, <laughs> and then... In like mid-January, I found out that I had gotten a job and it would require me to move to Austin. So now Tisses. in Texas, Tisses. guys, you know, I, I'm not a Texas girl. I am not a Texas. <laughs> I do not look like it. Well, actually, I'm white and blonde, so maybe I do look like a Texas girl. But in my... In my soul, I'm not a Texas girl. I'm not Texas. But anyways, um, from this point on, we will be referring to this chapter of my life as Aust M. Aust M. Mm. Thank you. After MLA and after MNATO. Right. MNATO, okay, first of all, you need to calm down with that. <laughs> that was never like a three-week period I where I was going through it. Okay. I'm allowed. I'm allowed. Things were happening. I, you, you were in that one. Feelings were being had. <laughs> oh my gosh, more than feelings. You had, you had a lot of go things going on that we had to work through. Okay, that makes it sound like I was in therapy. Let's um, unpack that. <laughs> what, what things? What things? <laughs> well, let's, do you want to get Absolutely. into it? I mean, you we're going to be wrong here, guys. Mud. 
I, okay, no, let's not drag you through the mud, but you never know who's going to be listening, who has the same issues that are brushed under the rug. Mm -hmm. When you start to feel great fatigue and the word burnout culture is huge right now. Stress is a big word. Anxiety is a big word. And I would like to talk about all of these because these are layers. There are more, there's more than one thing going on usually, and you got to get to the bottom of it, but you start somewhere. And I do want to get into that on an overall mental health um, discussion of no matter where you are in your life, the, the very first things you do when you have big changes, you start to feel that way, there's three things you need to look at right away. Okay, now these are not gonna solve all your issues. They're going to be the base. They're gonna give you a solid ground, that sleep, drinking enough water, and getting the right nutrition. All right. With those three things. All right. And this is where we started with Emily, guys. This is where we started with Emily. She came home to me sad and broken. <laughs> she felt her life was going to blow up in her face. She was having all kinds of uh, symptoms. Mm -hmm. And doctor appointments started. Right. We, we had uh, lots of discussions of what was really going on. Then then something would happen physically and it would change and then you get a phone call that you needed to go immediately to the hospital because of a number that was in your system and the doctors couldn't figure out what was going on but we stayed at it right but it was one thing at a time we attacked it one little thing at a time okay first of all i love how you're making it seem like i was like I still see your shadows in my room. Like, you're making it seem like I'm... Oh, you think that's not from my angle? From well, my first angle? First of all, I feel like you're combining two separate chapters of my life just because no. it's been such a long time. But... Don't believe no, her. No, 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 no. Because you're talking about kind of during that COVID era where I was really ill, and that's when we first started the podcast. So if you're an OG listener, you know that I was done been going through it. But when I went to L.A., that was the literal happiest time of my life. I don't think I've ever felt true happiness like when I was in L.A. And then after I came home, there was so much change and just a level of sadness about like the unknown and no longer being in that place that brought me so much joy. But... My health was at a very different point in December 2021 than I think what you're referring to when I was like down tremendous. No. Okay. <laughs> because, <laughs> okay, the reason why I say that, you're emotionally, you felt great, mm -hmm. but physically, and those are obviously two different things, but they do combine together. If you're feeling sad all the time and be and part of that can be because you're not eating, you're not sleeping and that does affect the brain, yeah. the chemicals in the brain a hundred percent. Yeah. So you start off there and you had taken care of kind of your emotional support or stability or fun or joy, which was great. It gave you that little boost, but it, your body was still having the same issues. You weren't and you were having other troubles. See, but I would also argue that, I don't know why I'm like bickering with you, but I would also argue <laughs> that like when I came home to Connecticut, my emotions were also taking a plunge because if you think about it, when I was in LA after my breakup, my breakup of 
four and a half of four and a half years. Um, when you're in a different space, you can ignore that and be fully removed from it. But then coming home and like literally their picture still being in your room, you know, your childhood bedroom or the clothes that are sitting there are the last clothes that you wore, like whatever it is. That, that was a grieving period for me as well. And also knowing that this was pretty much the end of what I would consider like any semblance of childhood where I was going to start paying for everything, where I was going to start living on my own completely, where all of my decisions were solely my decisions, where I no longer was seeing my best friends every day because I no longer was living in a dorm or even in school where you would see them in passing. So I feel like that was a pretty emotionally sad time for me as well. As it was. As it was. <laughs> you were processing a lot. <laughs> we went on a different vibe there, didn't we? Well, just because I don't know if I necessarily agree with the way that you're portraying it. Okay. I think you saw it. You didn't get to see you like I did. You thought I was happy emotionally, but but not doing well physically? I thought you were mo I thought emotionally you were a lot better. Wow. Because you had found a happy place mm. and then that was taken away from you too and you were forced to come back to where everything was a memory. Right, but doesn't that mean that when you saw me, I was not emotionally great or no? Not when I was getting up every morning and grinding that stinking celery juice every morning <laughs> trying to get your thyroid back under control. Right. If you remember, that is what I remember. I remember the, 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 the constant regimen of trying to get what, we, what the doctors couldn't find. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so now I'm living in Austin, Texas, um, which is kind of ironic because if you know me in real life, you know that I have been very adamant on the fact that I would never, ever step foot in Texas. And now not only do I work in Texas, but I live in Texas. I like Austin. Let me clarify. I like Austin, Texas. Okay. I moved to Texas for Austin. I did not move to Texas for Texas. Right. Um, we just lost a whole big audience. <laughs> and you know what? No, because I'm one of them. They can't be mad at me. Uh, no, you're from the bubble. Yes. Yes. But you know who isn't from the bubble? My new dog. And that brings me to our next topic. I have a fucking child. I have a, ch I have a baby. Okay. I have, a, I have a grandpa. You do. Will he come over here? Do you think? <laughs> Felix, come here. Come here, baby. Come sit with mommy. Come sit with mommy. You guys ready? I know if you're not watching, if you're actually just listening, a very, very cute Min Pin is getting ready to join Wait, us. Wait, should I do the thing? You know that SpongeBob episode where they're like going to reveal the Krabby Patty secret formula and they go, duh, da, 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 da. You know, I don't, I don't know what the beat. Okay. It's been a while. I'm an adult now. Okay. I'm a mother. I don't have time for television. But anyways, um, that's what we're going to do with my dog. Okay. So what, what's like his vibe? What's a good song for him? Okay. Boom, boom, clap. Boom, de clap, de clap, boom, boom, clap, boom, de clap, de clap. <laughs> Zigzag, step, clap. Okay, anyways, this is my dog. 
His name is Felix McMahon, and he is my son. Mr. Licks. Also known as Mr. Licks. Because he's so he's, fresh. He licks things. It's pretty, and, and he's a man. <laughs> I don't know about a man. Yeah. He's a baby. He's a baby. But the amazing thing about Mr. Licks is that he's very sweet. Um, he does piss and shit on my floor. We're still working on that. Um, but overall, he's um, really sweet. He loves everyone and everything. He's, he's a good sleeper. He's a good eater. And he's very, um, he's a submissive king, okay? And I mean that in the best way possible, where if another dog comes up to him and borks or, like, tries to start a fight, Mans will go. And you know what? He's better than his mother because you know I'd be right there ready to fight. So, honestly, the apple does fall far from the tree because he, he's a submissive king, and I love that about him. So everyone, please welcome my new son. Thank you. Pressure, pressure. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah, I'm excited for you to meet him. Also, he will be making, I'm sure, a lot of appearances in noise and in video. So if that happens, you're welcome, or I'm sorry, depending on the scenario. So. So other than Felix, let's get back to what... When uh, social media being the big thing, people see you, they see what you post, and it's really easy to get stuck in that comparison creature where you, Emily, are now doing all these cool things. Mm -hmm. But what people don't get to see is all of the things that you actually had to do and the sacrifices you made to actually get where you are right now. Mm -hmm. And I think, let's... Let's go into that a little bit, right? You had seven days, and I, I somewhere between five and seven, mm-hmm. that I remember you telling me, and we were so excited that you got the job offer, to the time that you moved. It was somewhere, and my brain is not working, but it's between five to seven yeah. days. It was like fast. Now don't go stalking me like now. Choosing an apartment. Choosing an apartment, getting a car, you know, just getting your stuff. How are we getting it there? Et cetera, et cetera. Flights, Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. And you did. But by the way, I just want everybody to know, I did not help Emily do that. I I helped her with phone calls. But people are like, well, you flew? You've been to Austin? No. I've never been. I have yet to be to Austin, which is bad mommy. No, it's not. I think it's really funny, though, that you just admitted that. You were like. I didn't do shit. Like, why would you well, out yourself I, like that? Because a lot of people assume mm-hmm. that um, if you have a supportive parent, that they're doing everything for you, or that you're, you know, somehow your parents helped you so much. And I didn't. I sat with you, and if you needed me to do something, but it wasn't. I didn't go and, and get your car, or talk to anybody for that. I didn't, you know, call any apartment complexes for you. I mean, I helped you read a contract or two, but, it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, the whole thing is I am very proud of you. I'm very proud of the leap that you took because that was a scary-ass thing to do. I'm, I'm your age. I don't think I would have done what you've done. Okay, say more. No, I'm joking. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so what I'm gathering from this is, like, you're my emotional support mom. 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I should probably have one of those vests on and you hold the leash. <laughs> when I go into Whole Foods. Hey, ma'am, ma'am, are you allowed to bring her in here? <laughs> no, literally, like every time I walk into Whole Foods with my mom, they're like, where's her certificate? She, Don't look her directly in the eye. Yeah. I'm like, she's <laughs> somebody give me a biscuit. We're training her. She's in training. She's in training, guys. Um Yeah. As long as I get my mama chino, I'm okay. My mama chino. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the way that I look at my life so far, I I have a lot of pretty big goals that I was very fortunate to figure out early on kind of like the course I wanted to take. And I think that's why I'm so willing to take big risks because they're almost calculated for me. Whereas if you don't necessarily know exactly what you want to do, there's completely nothing wrong with that. But because I am pretty confident in what I want to do career wise or what my expectations are for my life, I'm able to, why are you looking at me like that girl? She's like judging me, but I'm able to say, hey, yeah, it makes sense for me to move to L.A. even though I don't know anyone and um, I'm kind of starting fresh. So because that's where I need to be in order to get to the next step of my career or, yeah, I was asked to move to Austin and I don't really like Texas and I don't know anyone there, but I was just given this big opportunity. And if I don't take it, then I'll ultimately regret it. I think that. The, this lends itself to also addressing that it's okay at this age to not know what you want to do. That is not what I intended bringing this yeah. up. What I'm trying to say is this is the time to take the chances on whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Take the, make the mistake. It, it, who knows? You want to just pick up and go to another state. You want to try a job you've never tried before. Do anything that you want now while you're young. That is the point of this, because there are no mistakes. I mean, right? Learning, they're not mistakes. They're lessons. You're going to figure it out. You're going to figure out what you love. You might find something that you're really good at that you didn't even know you were good at. Yeah. That was the point of it. That and I am proud of you. Thank you. It's just take the risk, especially at the younger age. Do it. Yeah. Especially like I think we think of it as a right after you're done with school, it makes the most sense to take these risks, Um, which is probably true just because you don't have a family necessarily that you've started yet. Um, Maybe you do, but in most scenarios you don't. Um, You probably don't have many belongings that are going to keep you back in a certain area. Um, And I think a lot of times too, people look at the whole money aspect, but I've kind of held this philosophy where if I really think it's going to help me, then you just fucking make it happen. And that's why like in college, I was like working three jobs at one point in order to like go to the castle. That was like a whole thing where like I really wanted to study abroad. So like I worked really hard in order to make sure I had the money. So, you know, if you're out of college and for example, if you're like, I want to move to Colorado and I just want to do it. I feel like there are ways you can save up quickly or even just move and figure it out. And that, oh, do you guys hear him? Did you hear that yawn? He just said, no, mommy. Absolutely not. I disagree. <laughs> Mother, I has the hunger. Said, Mom, I'm hungry, please. Um, he said, this bitch still talking? Anyways. Um, but yeah, I... And I think that's a very, like, broad statement to make. 
But I really do kind of have that mindset where if you want it, you will make it happen. And if it is not that important to you, then you won't. So I think that's why I've done a lot of the things I've done. Not to be confused with if your path to do what you want to try is moving back in with your parents, there is no shame in that. You know, this is not to say that there is any right way. The point of all of this is just to highlight that this is an amazing time in life. It is a scary time in life. Um, a lot of things are unsure, the fear of the unknown, but guys, just don't let that stop you from trying. Yeah, you know? 100%. I mean, I think about that often, too, where if I didn't have to physically be in a specific location for my occupation, like, no brainer, I probably would have moved back home with you just to save, like, literally thousands of dollars. And I don't think there's anything shameful in that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's a very viable and good option that you should take probably if um for a lot of people, a lot of people right people. now absolutely so yeah there's absolutely the job no market shame in is that. tough yeah the job market is tough it's killer out here guys it's gnarly earlier you mentioned about you know that th this is the time now and having families eventually mm -hmm. so it's interesting a topic came up in a discussion with uh, one of my clients the feeling that in younger years, and they didn't say this in younger years, but there's a mentality that with your friends, when you start dating someone, that they shouldn't take up all of your time. Mm. And we're now talking in, to, this, this is someone who is a young adult now, who is actually looking for a one-on-one -on -one true relationship. We're not talking about just simple dating anymore. And I feel it's important to talk about that the, the idea of pushing your friends away, it, it's not about pushing your friends away at this stage of the game. It's not, you're not a bad person because you want to spend more time with this man that you want to build a life with. So the rule, the rule the, it is a high school rule, really, of, you know, you don't dump your friends for your, your new dating partner is wrong if you are truly building a life with someone. And I don't know why I feel that's important to say that, but I've heard this um, a couple times, I guess, in the past few months with different people. Yeah. When that comment's made and it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Because when you get married, that's who you're with, right? That's, it's not about your friends. Your friends are gonna understand, or they should. If they don't, then they're not really your friends. They're not supporting you. Yeah. Because you're not supposed to see them every single day anymore. And like you said, it's sad because you were used to it or it was fun. But the truth is that's, that's not your future. Yeah, I, I've had this conversation with a lot of my friends too. Um, and now that my dog is sitting on my lap while licking his butthole, I think this is a great time to delve into this conversation. Um, but... Please tell me you're not going to talk about butthole licking. I, I mean, I can. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't the segue I was going for. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, you know, we're talking about relationships, and I, I do have my son sitting on me. Um, oh, now I see the correlation. Yeah, yeah. Wait, does that make it sound like I indulge in bestiality? <laughs> Cut it. She's getting fired, y'all. <laughs> Anyways. Um, we've already been canceled. 
<laughs> Speak for yourself. I was doing pretty good. <laughs> you got all of Texas coming after us now. They have guns. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, but scary. Um, actually, side note, guys. Recently, I got the Citizen app because, um, which if you don't know, it's this app that tells you um, non-sponsored, obviously, no, Audrey. <laughs> it's this app where uh, it will tell you when crime is happening in your area. So, like, mine is set to, like, a three-mile radius. Or it might even be less. And it goes off every two minutes. <laughs> no, it, it literally goes off every 30 seconds. Um, but a lot of cars have been getting stolen from my complex, specifically. So, I was um, sleeping the other... As humans do, where they lay in a bed and their head is on a pillow and they're um, not conscious. So I was doing that the other day and my phone like buzzed and I looked down, it was like 3.30 in the morning and it was like, I think it was 100 meters away from you or like something, it was very short distance. Is 100 meters small? Yeah, yeah it is. I used to run track, it's coming back to me now. Um, so it said, <laughs> A hundred meters away from you, a car was stolen. And I opened up the app and the dot was right outside my window. I was like, I didn't hear nothing, sleep. But then I'm doing like this thing, like through the blinds to make sure it wasn't mine. I take my little keys, I go doot doot. And I was like, okay, we're good. And I, you know, but anyway, <laughs> when my car I was like, not my car, not my problem. You know, at 3.30 in the morning, like we have other things to do, but yeah, so I got that app the other day, um, and it's crazy how much crime is happening around you that you, you don't even realize, and part of me regrets downloading it, because now it will be like, gunshots fired, like, over here, and I'm like, well, if I didn't have the app, I would have been going to the grocery store not even thinking about it, and probably would have been on my jolly way, but now I'm, like, thinking twice about it, so I don't know if it's a positive or a negative that I got it, and on, like, one hand, it's, like, positive, because it, it might help you get out of sticky situations. But on the other hand, I'm like, you know, what's going to happen to me is going to happen to me. So like, do I really need to have the app to like, tell me not to do something? You know, I just feel like my story's already been written. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, no, okay. no, that's not how that works. You know, someone's like, ah, still just, you know, it's like, oh, that was already predetermined. It's, it's, oh, <laughs> no. No, it's always better to be informed. Mm -hmm. You still have choice. Right, but now but now it's like the spooky choice. Where it's like, you know, maybe I can do without that that gallon of of oat milk today. You're right. You know? You're going to stay inside. You don't even want to have it delivered cuz you don't know who's delivering yeah. it. Yeah. And then I'm like, why would I make them go through that? Like why for like that $3 freaking Uber Eats tip? Just your complex alone that shows up at your apartment when you're getting out of the shower. Oh, are you talking? Okay. So <laughs> I, that upset me. I'm sorry. It upset Fossil me. is referring to the fact that, okay, so here's, here's another thing that we should dive into a little bit. When I moved here, as she mentioned, um, I had about like five days to pick up and move completely. So basically what happened was I was told on Wednesday that I had gotten the job Wednesday night at like 9.30 p.m. It was like something like that. And I told you I got it. I like emailed them back, whatever, um, finalized that. And then I 
the next day was looking at apartments and I signed the lease within like literally 24 hours, but I had never been to Texas. I barely like knew what part of Austin was like safe or whatever. I really was just going on like, what can I afford at this point? And we're just going to make it work. So I signed the lease fast forward. I'm in my apartment. This was about a month and a half ago, two months ago now. And uh, they, they tell us like a few hours before, sometimes the night before when they're going to be doing like checkups or if they're, they do a lot of construction on my, um, complex right now. So they'll be like, Hey, just by the way, like someone's coming over to fix your door or whatever it is. So on this particular day, um, they had given me the, the night before notice. And they said, someone's going to come between the hours of nine and five nine and five, I was like, guys, that is a whole ass day to come and do, um, check your fire, fire, fire alarms. alarms. Yes. Thank you. I almost said fire extinguisher. I was like, they don't need it. No. Um, but check your fire alarms. So there's one in the bedroom and there's one in the kitchen and they explicitly said they're going to check both of them. I said, great. Nine and five. Usually where my building is, whenever they're doing work on my apartment, I'm always at like four thirty. So I assumed they would come later in the day. So I got in the shower probably like 8.40 in the morning and I got out um, around like 9.53 or whatever. Wait, no, that does not make any sense. <laughs> I'd be in there for an hour. I got in the shower around like 8.40, got out around like 8.53, I would assume. And I, I hear <coughs> on my door and I'm sitting there like, ooh, you know? And <laughs> so then I walk over to the door and I, I had, I had the whole like towel on my head, like little thing. And then my, my dog sitting there like, what happened? And so I go over the door and I say, Hey guys, like I'm in a towel. Can you come back in five? And I hear, Oh yeah, got it. Thank you. And I was like, cool, we're good. And so I'm like rushing to put on underwear. You know, I have like one leg through the hole. And all of a sudden I hear, I hear them go like, because I have like one of those lock things that it's like a passcode. I hear the doo-doo and I was like, no fucking way. Are they opening this door right now? Because there's a maintenance option that allows you to, that allows them to access the apartment, which first of all, that's a little wacky. Creepy. A little wacky wild that they just have that. But so I hear them do the thing. And so I like run over to the door and I don't know why I just got like mad. I just like instantly got angry and I just like opened the door like, like this, like a gremlin. I'm like, what do you want? But anyway, so I opened the door. I'm like literally like this. And I'm like, I said, I'm in a towel. Can you come back in five minutes? And like the two men, these are, you know, it's actually, <laughs> it's a little bit of an L for me. They were actually kind of attractive, but, and they were younger and they just look at me and they're like, I am so sorry. We didn't hear you. And they're like flustered. They're like, oh, oh, like one of those it was like a cartoon and uh then he said like I'm so sorry we'll come back blah, 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 blah. and he went on this like 45 second long rant and by that point I'm literally just standing there like this like still just like 
And then I was like, well, you've already seen me. You white, you might as well finish the job. And so he like comes in. He was like, are you sure? I, I, I'll come back. I'll come back. I was like, you've already seen me. It doesn't matter. And so he literally like runs into the apartment and he like goes over and he goes, yep, it's good. And he runs out. And I was like, you didn't even check the bedroom. And like at that point, I was just, it was fine. It was fine. So, um. Yeah, so sorry to those two men for having to endure that. But that was more scary for me than it was for them, I think. Nah. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> terrifying. I'm like, literally, I'm soaking wet like a rat, like just like a sewer rat. I have my dog in this hand. I'm like, what do you want? So. He could never be Gollum, so don't even pretend. He definitely didn't even check it, because you know what? That fucker started beeping the other day, and I had to go, doot, 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 and be like, hey, so you know how they did those checks the other day? Like, I don't think the battery's working. And the guy in the leasing office was like, well, I can bring over a battery. And I was like, okay, thank you. And he just, like, placed it outside of my fucking door. And so I'm, like, standing there the other day, like, trying to figure it out. And I was like, you know... I thought women didn't have rights, you know what I mean? So I'm, like, trying to figure it out. Um, but we got it, and stopped beeping. <laughs> so that's... I thought women were good with batteries. Oh. Was that a... Was, was that a... Was that a... A vibrator joke? Yes, mm, it was. Okay. You're Thank welcome. You. See, you can be... I can be gross, too. Why is that gross? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so now that I've been on a whole freaking tangent about... Um, men coming into my apartment while I was naked. Um, the the reason the reason we started that story was because Fossil was talking about friends who are in new relationships and worried about not giving their friends adequate time. Uh, and this is something a lot of my friends and I talk about pretty often because, especially for me, when I got into a relationship at a very young age, uh, a lot of people, I guess, were weary about the fact that I would spend a lot of time with him rather than with them. And the way that I personally looked at it was, you guys are gonna be around forever, he's gonna be around forever. Well, lol, JK, I guess. But. <laughs> no. Oh no. no. She oh, no. said that. But anyways, um, I look at it as a thing where this is someone who's supposed to be my other half and so if we're going to cultivate into a marriage and a family and everything, of course you're going to give a lot of your time and energy to that person. And as long as you're still checking up on your friends and letting them know why you're kind of MIA, I personally don't see it as like this crazy thing. And so one of my best friends and I have actually had this conversation where she was very adamant. On the, and you know who you are because I know you listen to this. But she was very adamant on the fact that once she got into her long-term relationship, she would never do that to any of her friends. And I always said, yes, she will. Yes, she will. Yes, she will. And she was like, no, I won't. I don't understand it. I hate it. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and now she is with a really lovely boy. Um, they're, they're in a great relationship. Young man. He's not a boy. I mean young man. <laughs> So sorry. Did not mean to do you that dirty. <laughs> you know how when you hate it when I call you child. I know, but I didn't mean it like derogatory. I meant it as like he's he happens to be of of the the boy gender. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> they're in a relationship now, and I think she's realizing the amount of effort 
it is to kind of divide that time between your friends, your family, and now this new person that's in your life. And, and work. And work and everything. And the way I look at relationships is like, that really is a part-time job, if not a full-time job, on top of your other actual job. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's completely okay to devote time and energy into this person. And if your friends don't understand that, then they're probably not great friends because they should, they're going to do it if they ever choose to get into a relationship and you should do it because this person might be forever and you kind of need to suss that out and also build that relationship. You guys want to get really TMI? This is actually funny. Do we? Do we not? <laughs> Go. You know, we'll cut it out if it gets a little too much. Anyway, the other day... We've got a producer now. He's like staring at us. He's like, no, no. He'll, he'll shut us down. He's like, please, God, no, my name is on this. Um, anyway, I was on Instagram the other day, and I have never used the app GoPuff. I'm just name-dropping brands on this episode. But I, I was using the app GoPuff, or I, I have never used the app GoPuff. But I was on Instagram the other day, and I got an ad for it. You want to know... It was one of those carousels where if you slide, it'll show you like several things. You want to know what the suggested products were? Guys, I am flabbergasted. I was like, is this what my search history has made it seem? Okay, keep in mind. Or just your, just your age. Keep in mind, guys, I have not felt the touch of a man in like a year and a half. So like this makes absolutely no sense. Challenge me. Like, I, Challenge I am a, me. I am a celibate. I am a celibate good girl, hardworking, one of them types. Okay. I do not, whenever a man comes around, I'm like, God, ah, okay. Like that's, it's not a thing for me. So anyways. Yeah. Uh, is that a butt? Plug? No, it's a vibrator. <laughs> you know, you want to know that? Why is the vibrator shaped Dude, like and then that? This that one? looks like a butt. And plug. then this one, you want to know okay. what the next one is? I think this is a vape. I'm not sure what that is, but I have never smoked in my life. Okay. I thought it was a You taser. want to know what the next one is? This was the real kicker. Plan fucking B. <laughs> and you know what the last one was? Again, let me, let me preface. I have never smoked backwoods. Oh, nice. At least it wasn't chaw. Chaw. Can you even get plan B in Tissus? I don't know. Good, good answer. I don't know. I, I mean it. Mama proud. <laughs> I have no idea. Good but, answer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, I don't know whether to be scared or offended by that. Because I, I, I mean, it was fucking hilarious. Let's be honest. But I think it was just an age demographic. I hope so. Because I was like, what have I, what in the Wattpad have I been looking up that <laughs> it, this has been curated for my sponsored post. But anyways. So if you need a vibrator, like you could go puff it apparently. Or some backwoods or some plan B. <laughs> just just the name go puff. You don't don't slander them. I'm sure they're doing a great <laughs> job at whatever they do. <laughs> this just in. Wait, we can. This just in, our producer has just alerted us. You can get Plan B in Texas. So any of my my Texas girlies listening, do with that information what you will. 
They're like, we already know, Emily. (laughs) (laughs) And their mamas aren't proud. (laughs) Hey, no, we're not going to stigmatize that, okay? Don't don't do that to my girlies. I will not be making any more comments other than that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now that we've talked about me for the past century and a half, um, let's go into something about Fossil. Okay. So if you don't know, if you're a newer listener, Fossil um, is a life coach mainly. She does a lot of courses on that. So if you ever need any advice or help or anything of that sort, you can go to her website, which is AngieMcMahon.com. Am I correct? It is. And you can go. So let's go into no, 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 this. No, no, no. I'm not I done. I'm not done typing you up. You, you let me finish. You let me finish. Anyway, so you can go to her website and you can book a session. She also does tarot. She's really good at it. Um, uh, I like to call them magic cards. And whenever I need some clarity, she's like, and one of them fuckers falls out. And I'm like, whoa, crazy, you know, and it's great. So if you ever need that, she's there for all of those needs, um, as well as she has a YouTube channel that is a little bit of tarot and a little bit of life coaching. So if you ever are interested in that, go and watch that. But um, also... She has been participating in NaNoWriMo, which if you don't know, is um, the month of November every year. Authors basically, is it like a pledge? Would you call it like a pledge? You ju- it's just a platform to get anybody who wants to write at any age. You have to do the goal. Let's say this. The goal is to do 50,000 words, which is an actual, the basis for a novel within 30 days which comes to approximately 1,667 words a day. Crazy. So you just basically, it, it teaches you, you know, you, you go in there and you have the ability to get a pep talk or you want a prompt or you want to talk to other people. You have buddies. You can, it, it's just such a good environment to challenge yourself. doesn't matter what you want to write, good or bad. Your first draft's always going to be sloppy. So it's not about that. It's literally about verbally vomiting on a page, get your story done. And the first time you do it, you feel so amazing. You're like, I did that. I have a novel. Of course, you'd never show it to anybody because it's, you know, words, some of them don't even make sense. (laughs) But it's, I love, I just love the energy of it. A lot of people would think that it is, um, Hold on. I'm a squeaky chair. A lot of people would think that it's primarily for the younger generation, but that is very much not true. I know people who are in um, the industry who actually are, are in publications, who actually work with the publishing houses, and they still do nano just because it's so much fun. Yeah. That's incredible to me because I remember all the times that I would procrastinate papers and they were like, minimum word count is like 2,000. And all of a sudden I was like, at like 3 a.m. And the fact that you guys are doing that every single day is like mind blowing to me. I'm very impressed. But you got to love it. I mean, honestly, I've already done six novels. Nobody's ever seen, well, very few. Let's, what? I've made $22. <laughs> but I have six novels that I've written just to learn how to do it. Are they good? No. But I will continue to do it until I get hey, good. It might be good. I mean, I don't care how old I am. Some of them. Well, Some we'll see. Some of them see. are bangers. Well, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm learning how to construct a sentence and a plot and a story and characters mm-hmm. and a world. That takes time. It's like a muscle. You got to build it. No one, no one, no one sits down and writes the perfect story the first time. Mm -hmm. No one. And also no one sits down and makes the perfect podcast the first time. 
as you can see <laughs> in season one. That, and that's a lot on Owen. <laughs> well, you mean the fact that it's that's good now. a lot now. of weight on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we hope. <laughs> we hope. And so that's another thing I kind of want to quickly touch on is the fact that, like, we are restarting this. This is kind of like a new era for us. Um, Fossil and I aren't necessarily comfortable in front of the camera. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of quirks that we have to work out. So hopefully, I mean, you guys have been even so lovely so far just with the first season when it was fucking dog shit. So now that it's even slightly better and the audio is better and we have Owen helping us, um, we're hoping it just gets better and better and better over time. And we really thank everyone for just dealing with all of the, the kinks and the quirks. So, Yeah, we are so glad that you're back here with us. We, we thank you for being here and we were hopefully bring you quality content. We know that our sound quality and our visuals will be great because we got Owen now, but we're working on quality content. So, you know, going back to all of the ups and downs that we've had in this past year, the fact that you guys, or maybe not, I don't know, fuck you if you haven't, stuck with us and have been listening <laughs> to this episode. Um, you know, there's always options and ways to make your life better, get out of those hard times, and just like we've said before, and we will say it again, don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. We love you. Don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. We love you. We love you. Enough of that nonsense. Meanwhile, we're like... But yes, we're here for you guys. I love how... We really are. I love how we're like off. So I'm like clapping and it's like bringing me actual pain because it's like so off. We'll work on it. You know, that's we'll work on that's it. one of the quirks, guys. We'll get there. Anyways, love you. Come back. Love you. Bye. Next week for more. And thank you, Owen. Trash. Love you. Thank you, Owen. Okay. Okay. Love you. Bye. <laughs> bye.